Public Radio International. This is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, September 30th. I'm Marco Wormuth. A U.S. airstrike kills two Americans linked to al-Qaeda in Yemen. Now President Obama vows to keep the pressure on. We will be determined, we will be deliberate, we will be relentless, we will be resolute in our commitment to destroy terrorist networks that aim to kill Americans. Also, graffiti artists put some color on the walls of Kabul, plus children's art from the Stone Age is the focus of a conference in Britain. So, you know, if your kid starts to draw on the kitchen wall, maybe you shouldn't wash it off. Who knows, in 13,000 years, it could be world famous. BBC News with Marion Marshall. President Barack Obama has confirmed that one of al-Qaeda's most influential figures, the American-born cleric Anwar al-Awlaki, has been killed in Yemen. He said Mr. Awlaki had taken a leading role in planning and directing efforts to murder innocent Americans and described his death as a major blow to al-Qaeda. The death of al-Awlaki marks another significant milestone in the broader effort to defeat al-Qaeda and its affiliates. Furthermore, this success is a tribute to our intelligence community and to the efforts of Yemen and its security forces who have worked closely with the United States over the course of several years. U.S. and Yemeni officials earlier said Mr. Awlaki's convoy was attacked by an American drone. The latest operation is also reported to have killed three other militants. Frank Gardner reports. It was the briefest of statements by the Yemeni government this morning that announced the biggest blow to al-Qaeda since the killing of Osama bin Laden in May. Possibly the organization's most inspirational cleric and ideologue in the Middle East, Anwar al-Awlaki, has been killed in an airstrike in a joint U.S.-Yemeni operation. It follows a controversial executive order signed by President Obama last year to hunt down and kill al-Awlaki, who is a U.S. citizen. Using the Internet, al-Awlaki encouraged his followers to attack Western targets. He's been blamed for inspiring U.S. Army Major Nidal Hassan to kill his fellow soldiers in Texas. The Afghan president, Hamid Karzai, says he's suspending efforts to talk to the Afghan Taliban and will focus instead on dialogue with Pakistan in efforts to bring security to the country. Jill McGivering reports. President Karzai told religious leaders in Kabul that if Afghanistan wanted to pursue peace talks, its only dialogue partner was Pakistan. He couldn't talk to the Taliban leader, Mullah Mohammed Omar, he said, because he couldn't be found and neither could the Taliban council. Therefore, he added, we cannot talk to anyone but to Pakistan. It's the clearest statement yet that the Afghan government may abandon its attempts at political dialogue with the Taliban. The recent murder of Afghanistan's main negotiator, Buddhanuddin Rabbani, threw its policy into chaos. The United Nations War Crimes Tribunal for Rwanda has convicted two former ministers for complicity in the 1994 genocide, but has freed two others. The two ministers were each sentenced to 30 years in prison. Will Ross reports. There were extraordinary scenes in court as two former Rwandan ministers were sent to prison for 30 years, whilst their cabinet colleagues celebrated being set free. The health minister in 1994, Casimir Bizimungu, and the foreign minister, Jérôme Clément Bichamumpaka, are amongst the most senior officials to be acquitted of genocide. The judges ruled that Justin Mugenzi and Prosper Mugiraneza had been part of the government decision to remove the prefect of the city of Butare, who had been opposed to the ethnically driven killings. World News from the BBC. 
The oil giant ExxonMobil says gunmen have attacked a ship supplying an oil platform off the coast of Nigeria. The company said one of its workers was kidnapped and another was wounded. It added that the security services in Nigeria had been informed about the incident. In 2006, militants campaigning for a greater share of oil wealth began a wave of attacks against foreign oil companies, kidnapping workers and targeting pipelines. A car bomb outside a mosque in Iraq is reported to have killed at least 15 people attending a Shia funeral. The attack took place near the city of Hilla, a provincial capital south of Baghdad. Several thousand Egyptians have been holding a demonstration in central Cairo to call on the military leadership to speed up its promised transfer of power to civilian government. The demonstration was organised by secular activists with Islamist groups staying away. Bethany Bell was in Tahrir Square. These protesters want to reclaim Egypt's revolution. They're frustrated.